The Build a Wealthy Spirit podcast with Sammy and Michelle, formerly known as the Status Post Adulting podcast. Let's take a moment and remember that beautiful podcast, Status Post Adulting. Actually, this is the same podcast, it's a rebrand. You may have noticed we have a new logo, we have a new song, and we have a new name. The reason we did it is because we love this idea of building a wealthy spirit. We have a whole framework that we're excited to share with you today because we really want our community to be able to go from feeling dissatisfied with their life, from maybe feeling like they're in a job they're unhappy with, or they feel financially insecure for whatever reason, some sort of dissatisfaction, and knowing that they can reach a more fulfilling and purposeful life. And we're on that journey. We're trying to figure it out. And so, boom, we're here to build a wealthy spirit together. Yes, we are, Michelle. And throughout our last 110 episodes. That's right. Flex. (laughs) We have noticed that there are certain stages in this process of building a wealthy spirit that are common to everyone. They're stages that everybody goes through. And I think one really big thing about our new brand, Build a Wealthy Spirit, is that we are a community in this together. And I think having these stages can really help people define what they're going through in this journey. Exactly, Sammy. So we're going to walk you through these stages that are really going to drive a lot of our conversations moving forward. Recognition, preparation, isolation, self-discovery, community building. Those are what we have personally identified, but also have seen with other people in our community, the stages of going from, hey, I feel like I did everything right in my life, but I'm a little bit unhappy and I don't know why and I'm trying to figure stuff out, to I'm doing the thing I want to do, I'm aligned with my values, I'm happy, I feel fulfilled, and I have other like-minded people to share that with. Yes, those are the five stages. In no particular order, but those are the five stages that we've defined. And you know what I think about, Michelle? Tell me. I think about way before status post-adulting, way before we even were on these five stages of building a wealthy spirit. And I think about our gluttonous period of time. Oof, so true, Sammy. You know, it doesn't have to be unhappy. It can be just gluttonous. It can be just maybe a little out of alignment. But I think about (laughs) our... (laughs) I think about the peak of our gluttony, and I remember us going to Vegas. Oh, speaking of the capital of gluttony. Yes. We went to Vegas every quarter, pretty much, and we would say that it's cheaper than staying in San Francisco. And I remember this pool party that we went to. It was actually one of the first pool parties we had been to in Vegas, and it was at Dre's Day Club, a club that's up elevated so you can see all of Vegas. And we had gotten there early. I was wearing my very expensive bathing suit that I had just bought in Scottsdale a few weeks earlier. No, we were doing the same thing. (laughs) Drinking with our friends, going out, laying in the sun. It was an indulgent time. Yes. And our friend went to go get some drinks. And while we were standing there, Michelle and I started dancing because 
the music was a bomb that day. The music was great. And one of the pool boys came up to us and he was like, hey, do you guys want a cabana? Pool men, Sammy, please respect them. <laughs> I don't know the technical terminology. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> so we got to have a, a cabana and a mini pool all to ourselves with other girls, which was so fun because there's nothing like a girl party. It was so nice. We all had this pool. They were giving us free drinks. It was a great time. Yes. I remember I left our little cabana to go to the main pool and jump on this ginormous swan floaty. Floaties were very popular at that time. (laughs) And I remember not landing on it well and slowly pummeling off back into the pool and thinking, does it get better than this? When one of the girls in the cabana called up to me and she said, we got buffalo chicken wings. (laughs) And to my Midwestern soul, this, like, it just literally did not get better than this. I was like, I'm so glad I didn't peak in high school because this is what I was living for. <laughs> that was our peak moment. That was like a high moment, I think, in my life. And I think every time we went to Vegas after that, we were trying to recreate that. But do you know how I know that was out of alignment, Sammy? Hmm. Do you remember that night? What happened? <gasps> you were so sick. We couldn't go out. It seems like I got some of that nasty pool water into my sinuses <laughs> because <laughs> I was not doing well. I had a fever. <laughs> And we could not go out that night. And Michelle, let's be honest, she didn't even want to go out. She's tired. I was so relieved. I was so relieved. I was like, oh, man, I guess we can't go out again for the third time in 24 hours. (laughs) So, yeah, it was a great time. But honestly, it was a little bit too much. And I think that was probably the peak before things started to change. And we started to realize that maybe being on a swan floaty in the middle of Vegas Laying in the hot sun is not the purpose to life. Who knew? So let's get into it, Sammy. But first, let's talk about one of our new partnerships with Riverside. Ah, yes. The coolest thing, Sammy, for us about building a wealthy spirit was launching this podcast because it gave us a chance to be able to connect with so many different people. We were able to think and share ideas that were super interesting to us, and we were able to hear from other people about their experiences. And I'm not going to lie, I'm so happy we discovered Riverside because they make the whole recording and editing process so much easier. We would probably be a little less passionate about our passion of making a podcast if we did not have Riverside, because Riverside, they collect video, they have the audio separated. It's just so easy to work with and so easy to edit. It makes podcasting so much more fun. It's true, Sammy. And when we bring guests on the podcast, which, by the way, we're very excited to bring more guests on this year, we don't have to worry about... Michelle. Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) You see what I did there? We don't have to worry about bad internet connection because Riverside actually downloads everything locally. So even if they have a bad connection or something goes wrong, we're still able to get the full recording afterwards. So if you're thinking about doing a podcast or a live stream or whatever else you need to record video and audio for, we highly recommend Riverside. And you should check out our link in our show notes if you're interested in trying it out yourself. Back to today's topic of the five stages of building a wealthy spirit. Ah, yes, Sammy. The first stage, recognition. 
is a point in a person's life when they're starting to suspect maybe everything they were told. Go to the good school. Get a good job. Work 100 hours a week. Or even just 40. Or even one. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's not as meaningful as we thought. And I remember when I had that moment, Sammy, when I lost my job, it was coming for a long time. I remember six months before I was let go, I was pulled into the most awkward Zoom conversation of my life. It was when my manager was fired. I join in our Monday morning meeting. I see my manager's there. Her eyes are bloodshot. She's obviously (laughs) been crying. Surprisingly, her boss is there. And it was tense. Unfortunately, not everybody was reading the room like I was. And somebody was going off about how they had sushi that weekend and oh, how nice it was. And we're all just sitting there like, Jesus Christ, shut up. Something is going on. When they finally do shut up, my boss was like, I was fired. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. Now you know why Google just shut off the access card. (laughs) Yeah. Don't bring everybody to Zoom. It can get a little bit dramatic very quickly. I mean, it was really nice of them to let her do that. But obviously, when your manager gets fired, it's a clear sign that things aren't going well. And when other people started disappearing from my team, and when my new manager told me that maybe I should be interviewing, I started to get the sense that things were going badly. But I doubled down because I thought I should be in this job and I started working hard. I was pulling late nights, writing up emails, bringing in my sale trainer, listening to every detail of my calls so that I could improve. And you know what? I got better. I knew everything about databases. I could tell you why CockroachDB was not a good choice compared to ours. That's right. There's a database out there called CockroachDB. And one day at the top of my game, when things weren't really going well for me in terms of sales, but I was definitely getting better, I just remember thinking, man, I don't give a about this. I don't care about databases. I'm not passionate about this at all. And I started to think, what if I applied this energy to myself? What if I actually found stuff that I was interested in and passionate about? What if I did that instead? And I think that moment happens to a lot of people, especially now when there are companies like Google, Microsoft that are letting people go or people feel very scared right now about their jobs. And they're starting to think, I can't believe after I gave 10 years to this company, my badge just stopped working. Those moments, I think, happen in a lot of people's lives, but we don't actually know what's next. That's why we think recognition is kind of stage one in this build a wealthy spirit journey that people go on. There's nothing like losing your job to make you recognize that maybe the workplace just never made sense at all. But this can happen to people when they're still in their job too. Just recognizing that it's not 100% in alignment, that's usually one of the first stages of building a wealthy spirit. Yeah. And I'm lucky, Sammy, that prior to that, you had gone into personal finance and the financial independence movement because I was lucky that when I lost my job, the one thing I wasn't worried about was my security and being able to pay my bills because I did have a good nest egg saved up. And that actually allowed me to take the sabbatical that I took for two years. Which brings us to the next stage of building a wealthy spirit, which is preparation. And when we say preparation, we're not necessarily talking about the people in our town 
who have canned peaches in their backyard and multiple sheds and a radio tower that sometimes falls on people's houses. We could be talking about finances. (laughs) Preparing by creating security. And my first introduction to this was through the FIRE movement. Financial independence, retire early. I first learned about the FIRE movement when visiting one of my friends, Marina. And she was talking about stocks. She was renting out her second room to Airbnb. She was growing all these herbs. And I remember asking her, Marina, what is going on here? And she said, haven't you heard about FIRE? And I hadn't heard about it then. But let me tell you, when I got back home to San Francisco, I went down a deep, deep rabbit hole. Rabbit hole feels like the wrong word. What was that thing that Alice in Wonderland fell in where she met all the characters and she was deep, deep, deep in it? That, that's what you were. A sinkhole or something like that. Sammy <laughs> <laughs> in Fire Wonderland. Yes. I was listening to all the podcasts and reading all the books. Mad Scientist, Afford Anything, Chooseify. When I say I was listening to their podcasts, it wasn't like I was just listening to like one episode. Hundreds of episodes, backlogged episodes, thousands of hours of podcasts over probably six months to a year. If you slept on our couch during that time, (laughs) with a lot of people did, you probably woke up one morning to the sweet, sweet song of Choose Fi playing while Sammy was getting ready in the morning. Let me tell you how cheerful that song made me when I hear it. I was so inspired. I learned so many things like the backdoor rot, the mega backdoor walk, the 4% rule, the trinity study, things I never knew about. All these things were all about building your finances, investing your money, but so that you could have time freedom. To me, I couldn't fathom how this message could not be interesting to anybody else. But fathom, I began. Because (laughs) (laughs) as I started to tell my friends about this, and that was pretty quickly, I could not help but tell my friends about this, I started to notice that other people were not nearly as interested in the fire movement as I was. And I thought, maybe I'm not telling it right. Maybe I'm focusing on the wrong things. Maybe I just need to tell them more or show them a chart. I'm just not (laughs) sure why they're not getting it. (laughs) Maybe I need to double down. Maybe I need to draw a graph and then send them a text following up with all of my suggestions outlined and five podcasts to recommend. Yes. And the truth was just not everybody was interested in the information. They would ask me things like, yeah, like, I like my job, so I have no reason to pursue this. Or, yeah, like, I'd rather just spend money today and I enjoy what I'm doing right now. And Sammy, I think that's actually one of the things that the FIRE movement doesn't prepare you for, that even the option to go take a sabbatical, the thing that these things don't prepare you for is the isolation that you feel. I really think that... The third stage of this is at some point, a lot of times what we've noticed for ourselves and for other people is that you start to feel this loneliness, like you're really excited about this idea, you're thinking about a new way to live, you want to escape the rat race, which seems obvious. Seems really clear. (laughs) You have recognized that you are not satisfied. You have prepared. You're starting to like a squirrel, collect your acorns. But the other squirrels think you're crazy. (laughs) The other squirrels are like, you know that acorn could buy a Tesla. And you're like, yeah, (laughs) but I don't really care to have a Tesla because I'm not going to be working in five years. 
And the other squirrels are like, mm, that's a bit strange. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yes, isolation is one of the stages of building a wealthy spirit. And I know it sounds negative, and sometimes it can be. You know, the people that you used to be friends with, the people that you used to do everything with, no longer align with your values. That can be really difficult. Yeah, I mean, I think what can happen, I think this can happen to people who are eliminating anything in their life that they no longer feel is serving them. Drinking is an example of that for me and for a lot of people, where all of a sudden you don't necessarily want to go out and get drunk. Some people might be okay with it and other people, that was actually the only thing that was keeping you together. And so I think it is important to address that a lot of times if you're going through any life change, you might feel the sense of loneliness or isolation. And that's normal. Like, I don't want you to feel like weird because all of a sudden other people around you can't relate. Oftentimes in that alone period where you're not really hanging out with your friends because you don't align with them. You might find that you are discovering yourself, which brings us to the next stage of building a wealthy spirit, which is self-discovery. You know, Sammy, it's funny because we literally did isolate ourselves. <laughs> we moved from a big city to a desert. And I think sometimes, I don't know, maybe we oversell this desert, quite honestly. Because I've had people ask me, should I move to a small town? And I was like, I don't, I don't know what I said to make you think you should do that. Michelle's right. We don't fully convey the isolation that is going on here in our desert town. We are literally two hours from any remotely large town. I remember when I first came down here with my mom, we were looking at an apartment complex and we drive into this apartment complex, which we nearly missed. It looks completely vacant, just like everything else in the town, which looks vacant and abandoned. Yeah, ghost town vibes. Very ghost town vibes. And we walk into the property manager's office. And I'm not kidding you, as soon as I walked in, I felt like I was in the TV show Breaking Bad. It just like was very 90s style. The fan was like loosely hanging on to the ceiling. And just kind of like sh like shaking a little bit. And let me tell you, if that fan didn't exist, it would have been so hot in there. <laughs> and I was I asked the guy, I'm like, oh hey, do you have any vacancies? And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, can you put my name on a waiting list? And he's like, uh, yeah, sure. But I could definitely tell that my name was <laughs> not going to be on any waiting list. <laughs> he's talking to us probably for like about a minute before he looks at me and he's like why are you moving here? <laughs> and I was like, oh, like, I'm going to be working at the clinic. And he's like, there's nothing to do here. <laughs> like, nothing. <laughs> I swear, if there is a town motto, I think it's there is nothing to do here. Not because I personally feel that, but because every single person, the old grandma walking her granddaughter down the street, the people at the grocery store, our neighbors who I returned a package to, they have all verbatim said the same thing to me. There is nothing to do here. I assume it's the town motto. I assume <laughs> that it is etched on the sign for the city to enter. Unfortunately, we can't tell because the so sign has been blown to pieces. <laughs> and so we only see the first two letters of the name. But it's probably welcome. There's nothing to do here. It's true, Michelle. 
And this guy was talking about how he used to live in Bakersfield and how Bakersfield had so much to do compared to the town that we were moving to. (laughs) Afterwards, my mom and I were like, this guy thought that this place (laughs) was worse than Bakersfield. He thought Bakersfield was popping compared to this town. (laughs) In fairness, he is right. (laughs) Is he? (laughs) So yes, it's an extremely isolated, extremely small town with a abandoned version of any type of commercial building that you would desire. If Mm -hmm. not abandoned, then a burned down version of any type of building that you would desire. Why would we come here then? (laughs) And there are a few reasons. One... For Sammy, talking about the financial preparation, high pay, low cost of living, very desirable. And for me, actually, when Sammy asked me to come with her, yeah, first I thought she was losing a couple of those acorns. (laughs) But then I thought about it and I realized that I wanted to isolate myself by choice because I really wanted to be alone with my thoughts, be bored. I had projects that I wanted to work on. And the It's this next stage, self-discovery, that I now see was super valuable for my growth. Because one, I read like 30 books, 20 of which were self-help books. We were talking about it on this podcast all the time. And I just started to get a sense of what was important to me. I started to do values exercises. I started to pay attention to the things that I liked. And I started to pick up little hobbies and explore what I enjoyed, which is actually how I got into writing and how I eventually took my writing course, which was a huge accelerator for my life and this new direction of my career. So I think for anybody working to build a wealthy spirit, I do think we need a self-discovery period because we've spent so long listening to other people, to marketing, to consumerism, to tell us what we need. And sometimes you have to quiet your mind, be bored, and actually like check in with yourself to see what actually makes you happy. Michelle, as I hear you talk about self-discovery, I can see how recognition is an important phase, just recognizing that something's off, then preparation, creating the groundwork so that you can make a change. Isolation, it happens because you are no longer having the same values as the people around you. And then self-discovery, really getting into what inspires you. And that brings us to the final phase of building a wealthy spirit, which is community building. That's right, people. You don't have to do it alone. For me, with the FIRE movement, it's awesome because the FIRE movement actually has tons of different types of meetups. And when we were living in the Bay Area, there were lots of meetups that I could go to to meet like-minded people who had similar values and similar interests. I agree, Sammy. When I joined my writing group, I love that I was able to meet people who were pursuing creative projects. Either they were far ahead of me, they were lockstep with me, they were exploring new things for the first time. It really opened my eyes to the different possibilities. And now I'm like in multiple communities. I'm like working for multiple communities. And it's because I really feel like I found my people. And that has been so satisfying. It's true. I'm always telling my coworkers about how Michelle has all these meetings and they're like, oh, she has a life? And I'm like, I know, it's hard to imagine that somebody in our small town could have a life, especially when they rarely leave the house. (laughs) But she does. And I think forming that community keeps that inspiration alive. Takeaways. So Sammy, what are our takeaways for this episode? First and foremost, 
We rebranded, baby. Build a wealthy spirit. And number two, it is these five stages. Once again, not necessarily in any particular order and also not something that you may just go through once, but the five stages, recognition, preparation, isolation, self-discovery, and community building. Yes, exactly, Sammy. Those are all topics that we're going to be diving into in different ways. It's stuff we've been talking about, but we just realized that there are these major themes that they center around. And we are so excited to keep chatting with all of you. And time to build a wealthy spirit, y'all. We are status post adulting. All right, it's done. Community time. Before we say goodbye, it's time for our community time. For today's community time, we have some big news. Speaking of community building, Michelle and I have some awesome mentors who have been helping us with the podcast. Joe Saul Sihai of the Stacking Benjamins podcast and Jordan Grummet of the Earn and Invest podcast have both been our mentors meeting with us weekly to help improve our podcast. And it is so exciting because first of all, I was huge fans of them before we got to be their mentees and now getting information from them and having them actually critique and improve our podcast. It's just beyond exciting. Definitely. A huge part of the next stage of our podcast and of this community is really supported by them. And we definitely want to say that if you're doing something that you're really interested in and that you're really passionate about, it's wonderful to seek out mentors or a community because they can really give you feedback that other people can't because they've already been in your shoes and they know what to think about. So we're just so excited to have partnered with them. Michelle's right. There's nothing like having somebody who's an expert in your field be your mentor. Like, I am so shocked by how quickly the changes that Jordan and Joe have recommended to us have made our podcast better. And we've been hearing from all of you the same thing. So much positive feedback, and we have really, really appreciate it the whole way, all 110 episodes, which is why with part of our rebrand, we are actually launching our website and newsletter on Substack. So you can actually sign up to follow Build a Wealthy Spirit. We have our website set up. You can leave comments, which is really exciting because that means that you can directly engage with us and also other people who listen to this podcast. We think this community has so many smart, thoughtful, insightful, dare I say good looking listeners. And we want a place where we can connect all of you. So look in the description of the podcast or go to buildawealthyspirit.com. Shout out Julie for helping me fix the domain. We're going to put everything there, podcast episodes, videos once we launch them, more information about the things that we talk about, and you can just ding, 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 write your little heart out. And major thanks to Elizabeth Edwards, who made our podcast logo. Honestly, our whole brand, color, yeah. everything. She Our brand it. art in general. It captures the essence of Build a Wealthy Spirit, so I'm so impressed. And major thanks to Robin, who had created our old song from Status Post Adulting and was also able to create our new song. She's amazing. I don't understand how she can be so talented. Extreme thanks to them because they really, really helped make this rebrand possible. And thank you for listening for 110 episodes. One episode, 50 episodes, 70 episodes. 
whenever you joined us. Know that we really appreciate you and we are so excited to record the next 100. And most importantly, be sure to join us next time as we put down the rule book and we rethink the status quo. Thank you.